Today we'll be joined by NAI Hoops Report and we'll discuss the top 25 they released this week. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoops Talk. NAI Hoops Report at NAIHoopsReport.com. If you haven't bookmarked that site, do it today. They have stepped out and did a top 25 both for the NAI Division I as well as NAI Division II. And Junior from NAI Hoops Report has agreed to come on and talk about the NAI Division II top 25 that they've put out. Good morning, Junior. Good morning. Before we get to the top 25, could you just speak about your love of NAI basketball and how that came about? Yeah, uh, for me, uh, what a lot of I think I have it in my about us section on the uh, on the website. But uh, you know, I, I'm a former coach. I've coached at uh, several different college levels. Um, I, I played a little bit of NAI basketball as well. For me, I was uh, you know I just love this love this level of play. I love both divisions. It'll be interesting next year when we go one division. But uh, I love I love both watching both levels right now that I'm out of coaching. But for me, it's just more so uh, it's just small college basketball, and I think it's an underrated portion of basketball that a lot of people, if you don't watch it, you don't uh, understand it. And when I was talking to some of my former coaching buddies and stuff like that, they they had actually, they were talking about you know this was they like to see and for me when when i, I got out of coaching because of health some health stuff but uh for me it was something that i could stay connected to uh any eye basketball and i already watch it and, and research a lot of rosters and stuff anyway so for me uh you know it's one of those things where they didn't have the time not that i sometimes feel like i don't have the time <laughs> to run it either but uh but no it's fun and, and for me it's something that i've enjoyed doing uh I was doing it anyway. You know, I, I do a lot of it before I started the site. And um, the site was just kind of something that kind of, I don't want to say gives any eye a voice because I don't feel like I'm the voice, you know, but I, I do feel like if you look at our traffic numbers and stuff like that, there's a lot of people that are that are gaining interest and in talking to any eye hoops, you know, especially, uh, you know, when the games aren't going on for people to be talking to any eye. That's, that's a big deal for me. You know, it's, it's a cool thing to see that uh, this level of play is actually getting some attention. So for me, that's, uh, that's why we started the site and, and that's why we're continuing with it. Well, I agree, Junior. I have the same uh, same uh, love for the NAI game. I was following it all the time and decided I'd just talk to people about it and record it because I was talking talking about it all the time. So if you haven't gone to NAIHoopsReport.com yet, you need to do that bookmark it, and Junior put some great stuff up there. So let's get to this top 25. So what we're going to do, Junior, I thought we'd just go in groups of five, just work our way down. So in your top 25, number one, Spring Arbor out of the Crossroads League. Number two, Oregon Tech, Cascade Conference. Number three, College of Idaho out of the Cascade Conference. Indiana Wesleyan out of the Crossroads League. And number five, Morningside out of uh, the G-Pack. What are your thoughts on those top five? Yeah, I mean, I got to start, uh, you know, with the defending national champs. You know, I, I'm going to bring Arbor, you know, one, the Crossroads League. is is a very, very good league. Um, you know, they... Uh, I would say them and the Cascade are, are two of the better D2 leagues and out there. Um, I have a lot of respect for every league, but those two uh, seem to produce the or seem to do the best at the national tournament each year. I think Spring Arbor returning two All-Americans is a, is a big highlight of the roster. Paul Meredith is it's fun to watch. Um, Brandon Darnell is a tough kid uh, down low for them. Uh, you know, I just, when you're the defending national champs and returning two All-Americans, I feel like that's the best fit to put them at number one. <laughs> Moving on to Oregon Tech a little bit, I won't I won't go each team, but uh, with Oregon Tech. You know, Mitchell Fink's one of my favorite players to watch in the country. Um, you know, he's obviously a two-time All-American, two-time uh, Cascade College uh, or Collegiate Conference Player of the Year. I, I would highly recommend if, if 
you are new to NEI or you know don't know much about NEI and you want to watch a kid play, watch Mitchell Fink. He's a lot of fun to play, or a lot of fun to watch. You know, with them and them in College of Idaho will be fun to watch this year. I think they're the you know the Cascade has a, has several teams that could compete for that top spot, but I think that those two uh, those two will be fun to watch their matchups this year to to see who pulls out the the, the regular season championship and then again the tournament championship and and I expect uh, them to make deep runs at nationals. You know, Indiana Wesleyan. I, I think Kyle Mangus may be the best player in the country. Um, the good part is I think we have two more years to watch him play as, as well. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's another kid to watch. But that's kind of where, where he's at. You know, I think I talked about it in a previous article that, you know, they've won every other national championship, you know, every other year uh, for the last you know they won three of the last five. Um, they seem to do well. They're obviously well coached. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of respect for for uh, Tongo over there, and, and so that's where he's at. And then I finished up the top five with Morningside, just in the fact that uh, I, I know they lost a little bit uh, last year, but they they still have uh, two All Americans and they have some good height. Uh, they and and Coach Sykes over there seems to always have have them ready to go. So that that was where we finished up with the top five. I agree, Junior. That top five, all of those will be definitely competing for the national championship. They'll be in the discussion all year. Just a quick note, you mentioned Mitchell Fink. It's a young man I've had the opportunity to know. Uh, what, what a blessing to get to know him and his family. He has a nose for victory uh, like very few players I've ever seen. Somehow he always comes up with the right play at the right time at the end of the game. In the uh, spirit of NAI, and that's why I love small college basketball, you find so many young men like this. He's not only one of the best players in the country, arguably the best player in the country, but he's just the nicest young man you'd ever want to meet. His family is fantastic. To get to know some of these young men is, is quite the honor. Well, and it's fun that NEI gives them the platform because, you know, some of these kids I, I do think are overlooked, you know, when it comes to some of the bigger schools. But, you know, the NEI is fortunate enough to have them, and that's why I encourage people to get out and watch those type of kids too. So so let's move to the second five. So at number six, Olivet Nazarene. Number seven, Dakota Wesleyan there in the GPAC. Number eight, IU East. They're always tough. Number nine, Mount Vernon Nazarene. And then number 10 out of the WAC, Madonna. <laughs> Talk about Olivet Nazarene. That might be a surprise to some people. Yeah, I just like what they're doing over there. I mean, that, I, I uh, for me, it was a feel, a feel one. I, I got a chance to watch him a couple times last year. I'm a big fan of Nick Reed. Um, I, I think he he's a uh, he's right up there with some of the better players in the country as well. Obviously, he was first team All American last year, so that proves that he's one of the better players. I just like they got a lot of kids back. They had a tough matchup in the first round last year, and and, and I thought that they were better than what their performance was at nationals, and just got got a tough beat, um, tough draw. And then I think I think with the players they have back, and, and then with Nick Reed, I I, I put them put them high. I, I like them. I, I like the. I'm a big, especially at the at the NEID two level. I think more so than the NEID one level, returners are a big thing, and uh, I think returner the returning group that they have. At, all of it, Nazarene uh, is is a strong crew, so that's where that's where we put them there. With Dakota Wesleyan, uh, I, I actually uh, I, I like Ty Hoglin. He's he's a he's a good, good little player. You know, him and Nick Harden combined, they can score the ball. Uh, they will put up some points, and they will. I know they have a deep crew coming back as well. I, I like the G Pack, and they're the second team in the G Pack. Uh, I think they will compete for a title this year, and, and that'll be that, that entire G Pack league will be fun to watch. But um, I think that those two, uh, them and Morningside, will be be a battle all year. IUE tradition and, and all that, they're they are always good and they're always fun to watch. So they were included, and then uh, kind of same with Mount Vernon. You know, they have the tradition and, and all that as well. And, I, and I'm a big fan of Javon Knox. I think he's a uh, you know. I, 
I always like watching players, you know, in NEI as much as I like teams. And Javon Knox is a fun little fun little kid to watch play or fun fun player to watch play as well. So with Madonna, I, I you know, they returned two All Americans as well. And you know, I, I also uh, I'm very very intrigued with Henry Spite. Uh, they got a new kid, a uh, new uh, transfer mm-hmm. coming in from Mott Community College. I think that kind of complements those two All Americans well, and I think they'll be they'll be pretty solid as well this year. Yeah, they have a couple of they have a couple of transfers in how they perform and how quickly they can meld in. That I think that might write the story for Madonna, especially early in the season. So let's go to the next five: Briarcliff at eleven, IU Kokomo at twelve, Marion, another Crossroads League team at thirteen, Lincoln, bit of a surprise at fourteen, and then Cornerstone, a traditional power at fifteen. So a couple of questions on that one. So Briarcliff, as you know. Jay Wolf and Erdman both graduating, uh, but you still bring them in at 11. You would talk about that? I can hit on that one. Uh, you know, I, I know they lost a lot. They really did. And, but they also have a good core coming back. And, and uh, again, I guess I, maybe a little bit of respect for the G-Pack uh, coming in. But, you know, they, they were a team that was kind of behind the scenes all year last year as well. And then they just made a deep run at Nationals. And, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like they're the same. I, I put them high, higher than to give them the respect because I feel like, I guess, last year they were, you know, I, I had them, I mean, not that I did a top 25 last year, not that we did the top 25 last year, but, uh, you know, it was one of those where they're pretty, uh, you know, they, they always kind of seem to be behind, you know, stalking the top contenders and then they make a deep run and this year I decided to not count them out I figured I'd put them up there and see if they can rise to the challenge and at number 12 IU Kokomo that was a that was a good team last year and they have almost the entire roster coming back they're going to give a good run this year I believe they're a team that uh, that 12 12 could be a, a starting point and, and they 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 could be a stock rising group for sure they uh I, I expect them to you know be a top 10 most of the year I just uh, where where they fell for me right now is is right there, but you're absolutely right. I think they're a team that can definitely make a deep run. Yeah, they have a lot of quickness. Uh, they're strong. They can really penetrate. Lincoln, it's their second year in the NAI. You have them at 14. I, I took a shot with them. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with taking a shot on a, on a team. You know, whether they prove me right or prove me wrong is up to them. But uh, I, I watched Tyrod. I watched the. Uh, uh, Trayvon Tyler play last year. Um, he's as good of a score as there is. Uh, the, the thing I like about this program is that not only are they only in their NEI, they're only NEI two years. They were JUCO uh, prior to that, but a lot of those guys that were in the junior college scene with them are now seniors, and so this will be their fourth year in the program. So you know, I, I counted that a little bit towards it. Um, the fact that they got a lot of a lot of four-year guys um, that that may not be four years in NEI, but there are four years in the program, four years of the same head coach, four years playing together. Um, I think him and Latham are returning. Um, their top two scores from last year are, are pretty good. Um, I, they got a couple of D1 guys that are, you know, they've been out a couple of years, but they're, you know, kids that will add some height and some scoring to them. Um, I think if if uh, late late on the uh, Porter can can uh, stay eligible and, and and keep it going, you know, he had some pretty good years in Northern Illinois. I believe he was can't remember exactly where he was at before that. He was at a bigger D1 even before that, but you know, he's he's a pretty good little guard that can definitely help Lincoln. I, I'm a I'm a big guard guy. I think you got to have some good bigs, but I think guards can help you win national titles. And not saying they're ready to step into a national title picture yet, but at the same time, uh, I took a chance on them just on the fact that I, I like what they have this year, and, and I think they'll surprise some people. So I, I went ahead and went ahead and put them in there, and just uh, one as a talking point, I guess, for some people. But two, I think that they they'll show that they actually deserve a little bit of recognition this year as well. 
And at number 15, uh, Kim Elder's Cornerstone team. Of course, they lose Vanderslice this year, but boy, they have a strong core coming back. Yeah, they're really, really good too. And, and uh, one, one of the toughest part about rankings is uh, eventually you just put it on paper and, and then go with it. They're a team that could have definitely been higher. I think I had them several different spots before selling in at 15. Uh, some of it was losing uh, Vanderslice a little bit, but some of it just was uh, from the pure fact of, you know, I, I'm I'm eager to see this team, but I, but they're also, uh, they're, they're in a tough league. You know, you just never know. You know, I think uh, they'll beat each other up in the league a little bit and we'll, we'll see where they end up but I, I definitely like them I definitely think they can they're definitely have some some pretty good potential for this year yeah the whack will definitely be tough this year and the next group of five number 16 Warner out of Florida number 17 Bethel out of the Crossroads League 18 Donnie Bostwick's Oklahoma Wesleyan team number 19 Jamestown led by Danny Neville and at 20 Montreat in North Carolina could you speak about that group of five yeah, I think uh, Warner, they, they have great tradition there. I, I count them in every year. I, I think they're, uh, you know, just their tradition carries them um, pretty good. I, I like their squad. Bethel in the, out of Indiana is the one I, I had a laugh because I actually had these rankings uh, mostly done uh, before some of the coaching polls came out. I wanted to fun for me to, to kind of see where coaches the coaches' polls have uh, have teams. But with, with Bethel, um, I know they had uh, – had them at sixth in the in the crossroads league and the in the coaches poll and and uh, I like the team I, I I think that uh, uh, Coach Draven uh, you know coming over from Lipscomb will will do a good job I I I liked Lipscomb last year I liked watching them play last year I think their offense is very very good and it seems like they have a lot of kids uh, uh, that will fit that kind of offense and I think that offense is hard to guard you know maybe maybe it's a year early um, I actually got to watch Grant Gilon play a little bit in Juco when he was at State Fair and in some different spots um he was at, originally at Indiana um as a, as a walk on I believe but it, he was at Indiana for a year um I, I think I think that offense with a new coach I, I think they'll be fine so I left them there Oklahoma Wesleyan being again is a it's pretty solid um I think that they're the KCAC um you know they, they've won it back-to-back years I believe and I think they're primed and, and they'll be good again this year same with Danny Neville I, I mean I, I have a lot of respect for him and his teams I think you know you know they can see themselves moving up the list too as a stock riser they just lost a couple All-Americans last year so I you know they're kind of uh kind of one of those teams I'm eager to see this year to see uh how some of the the new guys fit in with some of the returners and then um I know I know a lot of people probably surprised Montreal a little bit I know Union uh has has won that league for several years in a row and, and some of that I, I just like what they have I, I you know I I tried not to go fully chalk, you know. I, I think it's—I don't want to say it's boring going chalk, but uh, you know, I, I tried to give some teams the benefit of a doubt, and, and they were one of them. Um, I, I think Union's still pretty good. You'll see them at the back end of the top 25, but you know, sometimes you know some fresh blood's good, and I, I think Montreal's good enough to to uh, go over to the Appalachian and and, uh, and compete for the title this year. So I'm excited about them, and that's that's just what. You know, I know that's, that's probably an opinion one right there, but, uh, you know, I, I know taking down Union the, is kind of cream of the crop of the Appalachian Athletic Conference, but I'm, I'm eager to see Montreal this year and see what they do. The last five of the 25 include some, some very good teams. So you have Bellevue out of Nebraska. So this will be head coach Lucas Gabriel's second year. Is that correct? He coached the last three games of the year last year. Um, and then and he'll take he took over late in the year, kind of with some weird weird stuff uh, over there last year. But he he took over like the last I believe it was the last three or four games of the year, and then um, and now he's he got bumped up to full time uh, as head coach this year. Antelope Valley at twenty two, 
they also have a new head coach. That's a talented program. They play in that Cal Pack that doesn't, you know, quite frankly get a lot of respect, but they had a very good team last year. Yeah, I like Cal Pack, and I, and I like Antelope Valley, and I think you'll see, you, you know, it's just a start of the top 25, and, and teams will, will play themselves in. Some teams will play themselves out of it, but uh, I think Cal Pack's uh, pretty pretty solid this year. You know, I, I would like to see them, you know, have some more success at the national, the national tournament again, um, you know, but uh, I, I like Cal Pack this year. I think they're, they're from top to bottom, I think they're much improved. Yeah, I look forward to seeing them play in Klamath Falls in about a month. They'll be taking on Oregon Tech, 23 Southeastern. They're always tough. And then 24 Southern Oregon, a program that has some very good players this year. Coach McDermott feels pretty good. He's got a ton of people back. You could have stopped at uh, Coach McDermott. I mean, that's that's enough for me. He's uh, been around for, for a long, long time, and he's uh, won a lot of ball games. And I think that they're – they're. Uh, I know they didn't have a – I know they were middle of the pack last year in the in, in up there, but they uh, – the Cascade, but they are – I think they're pretty dang good this year. And then, of course, at 25, you mentioned Union. So it's a – you know, i got to commend you on – you know, stepping out and putting this out, starting the discussion on NAI basketball. Obviously, you're you're a great fan. So, Junior, since you have put out this top 25, can you talk about some of the feedback you may have received? It's mostly positive. I mean, it's uh, I think most people get it fun, and and it's you know everybody's starting to get to that itching slash exciting part of whether they're ready for games and and whatnot. You know, I uh, by no means do I think that our top 25 is perfect or absolutely correct. You know, I, I'll stand by it. I, I threw out some, you know, I took some gambles on a, on a couple teams that I think are, are pretty good. And, you know, like I said, whether they, they prove me right or wrong is up to them. But, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with taking some gambles. But most part, most of, the, most of the fans and most of the coaches and players and everything have, have been pretty pretty positive about it um you know there, there's a couple you know programs that that i actually had originally in my top 25 that i that are probably just sitting out of it that uh, i know that they you know they were happy and, and i understand that I, I i think that as as it is every year at the beginning of the year there's several teams that are deserving of top 25 uh, uh bids and nods but you know at the same time it's uh you can only put 25 in so for me for me, it was a lot. It was it was really fun, but it was t- a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. You know, I didn't want to just throw some of them together with names. I wanted to put the thought process a little bit with the returners and everything in it. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, the, most of the coaches and players and fans have been pretty, pretty uh, receptive and pretty positive uh, with it. So I'm 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 happy with that. Well, I definitely tip my hat to you. It definitely uh, started some conversation. It's great for NAI basketball. It was obviously well thought out. And fans go to the naihoopsreport.com, naihoopsreport.com, and check it out along with the other fine work they do over there. So, Junior, one, well, one, I appreciate that. one last thing I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, the NAI basketball is going to one division next year. Uh, there's a lot of poor information, bad information, misinformation about that. So just what are some of your thoughts? I know we still have some uh, teams uh switching leagues and um, mostly because of location and, and different things like that. But, you know, it, I like it. I like the one division. You know, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I believe what I've heard from some of my, my coaching friends that are in the coaching world that uh, they're going to go to tiers uh, for the playoff structure. Um, I, I don't I, – I won't explain that because I don't fully understand it yet. I don't know that some of the coaches fully understand that either. But, uh, so, you know, to get to the – they won't have as many teams going to nationals and, and things like that. But it'll be interesting to see how – 
the playoff structure is and, and things like that. But I, I like it. I think it'll be a lot more competitive. I, I think that any ID two programs that are, that have are rich in tradition and, and things like that, I think that they will, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be right there too, uh, you know, at the end as well. I don't think that the uh, step up or, or step down in the, I don't think there is a step up or step down a level play other than the, the level, you know, the designation of, you know, NAI Division One and NAI Division Two. But uh, I alluded to a little bit uh, earlier, there's a lot more returners and a lot more, I mean, there are programs in, in NAI Division One that have, that bring kids back and four-year players, you know, and things like that. But uh, there's more so at, at NAI D2 where, especially the upper level teams that uh, don't rely as much on transfers, they rely a lot more on, you know, program kids and four-year kids and, and riding those kids out and a lot of the teams at NEI Division One, um, you see a lot more transfers and things like that. So, you know, some of that overlapping, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if anybody changes their philosophy. You know, not to get too in depth, but one of the other things I'm I'm really interested in seeing is when they extend the three point line um, next year to see uh, after this season um, they'll extend it out. And I'm interested to see if teams will change their defensive mentality or, or even their offensive spacing um, to to offset that. But uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of. Uh, I think that we're at a great time in NEI, and I'm I'm excited to see it go to one to one level because I think it'll be um, not just not more not just more entertaining, but I think it'll be uh, you know there, there's it's such a great level of basketball, and I think that uh, it, it'll only get better. So obviously, there's a lot going on in the world of NAI basketball. I want to remind you go to naihoopsreport.com and check it out. They'll give you they'll give you the latest news <laughs> out the latest news available. Junior, I agree with you on the uh, NA, uh, one division on the NAI. The one concern I have, and I've heard it echoed in, in many places, is the loss of the single big tournaments that turn into you know such a – it's a big part of the NAI family, quite frankly. And a lot yeah. of people concerned about the loss of that. But you know, time will tell. I'm sure there will be growing pains initially, but I think in the long run it will be better for the NAI. I think uh... – yeah, I think you, that was well said. I, there'll be some growing pains, but I think as a whole, it'll be be a good thing. And, and uh, I, I think down the road, it'll be even better. So. Well, it's been absolutely great having you on here. Again, folks, NAIHoopsReport.com. Junior, thank you so much for giving us the time talking about this. Look forward to speaking to you as the season goes on. Hopefully get some more updates from you. I appreciate it. Would you be willing to come back on? Yeah, of course. Thank you uh, for interviewing uh, me and bringing us on and, and bringing uh, light to uh, to our website. And I just appreciate everything you've done. Well, thank you again. That's naihoopsreport.com. And thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you.